Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, November 16th, 526 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets are a little bit lower here this morning. December corn futures down one at 469 and three quarters. January soybeans down seven and a half at 1377 and a half. December Chicago wheat down six and a half at 554. December Kansas City wheat down one at 638 and three quarters. December spring wheat down one and a half at 733 and three quarters. We had a crush report yesterday. NOPA released October crush data on Wednesday. NOPA members processed 189.8 million bushels of soybeans in October, the largest crush for any month on record. The October soybean crush was up 14.7% compared to September and 2.9% compared to the same month last year. End of month soybean oil stocks in October fell for the sixth straight month to 1.1 billion pounds, the lowest end of month oil stocks since December of 2014. Stocks declined 0.8% compared to September and 28.1% versus October of last year. This is absolutely fantastic. We're crushing a lot of beans as we knew that we would. We've got expanding crush capacity. We've got fantastic margins. USDA had its oil crops outlook report out earlier this week, and they indicated what we already knew. We're using a lot more soybean oil for biofuels, and that's a trend that will very well uh, uh, will continue into the future in all likelihood. Now, USDA has this really lofty projection out there for soybean crush. So even though we've seen these uh, better numbers to start off the marketing year, it's still kind of a, a question mark whether or not we hit this lofty target. So that's for that reason, this is not seen as like a bullish deal when, when as far as the trade is concerned, we don't rally on this sort of stuff. The other reason is that, you know, there's only so many crush plants and they know what they crushed in October. So it's it's kind of old news by the time it's printed. It's, it's kind of along the same lines as flash sales. So the market doesn't really acutely react to this sort of stuff. But big picture, th this is this is very good. This is what we need to see. We know that Brazil is is undercutting us on the export market when it comes to soybeans, and they continue to uh, increase production. So we need to use more soybeans domestically, and that's exactly what's going on here. So expect more record crush prints as the uh, months go on here. U.S. ethanol production increased last week. Weekly output of 1.047 million barrels increased slightly compared to the prior week, but was down marginally versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks were pegged at 20.95 million barrels. The print decreased slightly on the week and 5.6% compared to the same week last year. Implied gasoline demand fell 5.7% compared to the previous week and declined marginally versus the same week last year. On average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is up 2% versus the same period last year. This is a great number. Ethanol production margins are very good, just like soybean crush margins are very good. So the, the ethanol plants should continue to uh, process corn at, at you know near capacity type levels, I think. Uh, we're actually probably a little bit ahead of where we need to be to hit USDA's target. So it would be very much welcome if we continue to see these sort of numbers and maybe USDA has to raise its um, uh, number for corn ethanol on the demand side of the balance sheet just a little bit. I don't know that it would go up a ton. I think exports is the thing that could really move the needle um, in in a more significant way. But this is all good. All the domestic processing stuff is good. The uh, The weaker side of demand is on the export front, of course.
So if you guys have not already checked out our premium content, you need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together uh, yesterday with Matt Bennett? Yeah, Matt's on every other Wednesday, and we talked uh, about a laundry list of things. We talked about the soybean rallies. Is this just a crop scare, or is it the real deal? We also talked a little bit about the storage shortage that's occurring in the eastern Corn Belt. USDA tells us at least that there were record crops in places like Indiana and Ohio. Uh, what does that mean for the markets? We covered a bunch of other stuff, too. If you guys want to see the premium content, there's a new premium video every day. There's a morning email jam-packed full of information that goes out at 5 a.m. Central Time. Uh, this is the best way to support what we're doing here, guys. If you want to support the podcast, if you want to uh, keep us in business here, uh, sign up for the premium deal. Podcast pays us nothing. YouTube pays us enough to keep the lights on. And uh, this is what allows us to do this every day. Uh, $50 per month. You can sign up this morning. It takes like a minute to sign up with your credit card. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise. I'll give that deal a shot today. If you sign up, I will blast you over a copy of this morning's email, which includes the six most recent premium videos. According to the Rosario Grains Exchange, Argentina's main farmland received above average rainfall during the first half of November. Additional rainfall is forecast for the coming days. The recent rainfall has provided a boost for soybean planting in areas that have planted corn. The rains are linked to the El Nino weather pattern, which means higher levels of precipitation for Argentina's core farmland. So they sound a little bit more optimistic here about the situation in general. Uh, there is some more rain in the forecast. It's not for everywhere, though. It looks like some of the more northernish type areas of Argentina's uh, like corn and soybean belt. They're going to catch some rains here over the next 10 days, but not everywhere. So it's not a perfect situation, but I think they believe that it's improving. Uh, Brazil is going to be dry for another two, three, four days through Sunday, I think. And then they're talking Monday next week is when you're going to start to see some of these rains come back in. And actually that extended GFS is maybe a little bit wetter than it had been. Maybe that's part of the reason the soybean market has uh, set back here yesterday and into this morning. U.S. farm operations received a smaller share of the money spent on U.S. farm commodity products last year. USDA estimates that farm establishments received 14.9 cents per dollar spent on domestically produced food last year, down from 15.2 .2 cents in 2021. The farm share covers operating expenses in addition to input costs. The remainder of the money, called the marketing share, covers transport, processing, marketing, and selling to consumers. This is interesting. USDA had this up on their website yesterday. I figured I'd throw it in. And I don't know if you guys, you guys are probably have an idea of, of what percentage you get out of uh, the, the the food dollars is, is what they call them. The uh, the share has declined. Like the most it's ever been is what 17 or 18 cents on the dollar of, of what goes back to the farm operation when, when they're talking about food commodities. And uh, the percentage has gone down because people eat outside of the house more now than they used to. And food that's eaten at a restaurant, you got to pay employees, you got to pay cooks. There's more transport and packaging and all that stuff. So that's that's why this number's down. But it's uh, it's a small share, and, and it actually always has been, at least uh, at least according to this chart, which goes back to the early uh, 1990s. USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. corn on Wednesday. U.S. exporters sold 5 million bushels of corn to Japan for delivery during the current marketing year. Accumulated corn sales for the current marketing year are up 31% compared to the same period last year.
Didn't they report this as like Mexico originally? Yeah, yeah they reported it wrong to start with. Okay, so Japan is, is correct. Yes, Japan is correct. Okay, so that's great. So the number is not anything that's going to move the needle, but the fact that Japan is is in for uh, what's, I guess, a slightly larger amount is really good. U.S. corn uh, shipped to Asia is competitive, and I wouldn't be shocked to see some Chinese purchases. I just, I don't know if, I don't know if they need the corn or not, but if they do, it makes sense for them to buy U.S. corn right now. We just haven't seen those, that stuff in a long time. And and China coming in buying U.S. corn, that's something that could really, really move the needle in a short period of time. Just haven't seen it yet. Uh, we didn't cover this, but uh, Xi was in San Francisco, met with Biden yesterday. They talked about a lot of things, but not anything related to ag as far as I saw. October experienced the biggest monthly drop in wholesale prices since April of 2020. According to the October PPI report that was released yesterday, producer prices declined by 0.5% versus the previous month. On an annual annual basis, prices rose 1.3% down from 2.2% in September. The cost of goods decreased 1.4% in October, mostly due to a 15.3% decrease in gasoline prices. Based on this week's positive economic data, many economists believe that the Fed's current cycle of rate hikes is coming to an end. So the bigger inflation print this week was the CPI that was out Tuesday. But this is helpful as well and, and continues to confirm the idea that we're kind of leveling off here in terms of inflation. The rate of inflation is very much slowing. And oftentimes your CPI numbers, your consumer numbers will follow your wholesale numbers. So this thing's come way down. The, the peak was 11.7% uh, March of last year. And we're down to 1.3, which is very much in line with like pre-COVID type levels. So yeah, the Fed's going to cut next year, I guess. That's the way that it looks. Uh, cattle were higher yesterday. Yep. A positive day yesterday. Again, uh, feeder cattle futures closed an average of 215 higher, except for 62 cents were in spot November. Live cattle futures closed an average of a buck 33 higher. Uh, choice box beef ended the day at 296.33. That was up 66 cents. Select ended the day at 267.85. That was down three cents. Hey guys, we do have an export sales report this morning at 7.30. You're going to see a huge soybean number. It's going to be like 3 million up to maybe four and a half. And that's because the flash sales that we saw reported last week are going to be included today. So don't be surprised by that. Outside markets here on Thursday, U.S. dollars about flat. Stocks are off just marginally. Bonds up a little bit. U.S. dollar is down 20 cents. I'm sorry, crude oil is down 20 cents in the December WTI at 76.49 last. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you on Friday.